children pass me in the street and ask me, was the bird real? Do you believe in the bird? Is the bird coming back? I tell them the bird will rise again. But until then, go see a Smodco show. Who knows if the great bird will ever fly over us once again. Uh, but I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm going to do my part, man. The only thing that's going to bring that bird back, aside from our hope and belief, is your dollars. That's right, man. You go to a Smodco show. Go see a Smodco show. What? Go see a Smodco show. When you go see a Smodco show, man, you're pumping the lifeblood into the very bird of salesmanship, Jonathan Livingston sales goal, that most people presume are dead. Maybe we can resurrect him like a modern-day Lazarus man of the sky. The only way you could do that is by going to see a Smodco show. And the only Smodco show you can go see this week, very simple, very simple. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, man, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of Zach and Mary, Mega Porno, and Dogma, come on out see me do a Q&A at the Carnegie Music Library in Mutton Hall, Pennsylvania. It's right outside of Pittsburgh, man. Very, very close. Oh, what merry times we'll have as you cue the fuck out of me and I ate a fuck out of you, man. I'm going to tell you all sorts of stuff you asked me. If you ask me to... Um, that's uh, Saturday, this coming Saturday. Next night, Sunday, man, I'm going to be at uh, Babylon in Philly. I'm pretty sure that so- show is sold out. Uh, you can check. Go to csmod.com for tickets to both. Um, and that's it for the paid action, man. Everything else this week is free. You can watch some comic book men on Sunday night after the Wagga Talk of Death. That's free. And you can pick up some free podcasts all week long. I-, I got a new schedule, man, I just put together. Monday to Friday, a brand new podcast drops every day from me. Monday is Hollywood Babylon, Tuesday is Smodcast, Wednesday is Jane Silent Bob Get Old, Thursday is Fat Man on Batman, and Friday is Plus One or Film School Fridays or Sminterview or something like that, Moviola. Um, so check that out, man. And there's plenty of other podcasts. If you can't stand the sound of my voice, well, shit, what the fuck are you doing listening to this? But if you can't stand the sound of my voice, man, plenty of other podcasts for you to listen to at Smodcast.com. Don't forget, tell them Steve, Dave, Secret Stash, the comic book men uh, podcast companion to the amc show or get up on this or last week on earth or team jack or waking from the american dream or i sell comics uh throw a rock man you'll hit a wonderful listenable smodco podcast that doesn't have nothing to do with me but if you want something that i'm talking on monday to friday man i drop one every day for you drop deuces if you will sounds like shit some people would say it is but it's not it's podcast stick them in your ear like a big old audio dick for your ear pussy smodco is your brother is your sister is your mother is your father is your favorite pet is the only clergyman you've ever trusted now enjoy another fine smodco podcast You're saying foie gras under your breath. I am. Welcome to Phoebe number 10, everybody. Wow. I can't like, believe it. It's like the one after nine. Which, which, I'm trying to figure out which one you were on. Which, which dial? I think I, I don't know. I think I turned you up. Because I'm up. always louder than you and I don't like it. Well, it's your fault. Yeah. It genuinely is on both ends. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> no, I mumble. My wife does it all the time where she's like, I can't hear you stop mumbling. Because I'll be saying stuff under my breath or something. I don't think I don't feel like I am. I don't know my yeah. own 
volume level. I don't feel like I'm mumbling, but she'll be like, I don't know what you're saying. And I'm, it's not like she's gotten more patient. She's more impatient with it. I uh, I mumble a lot more than I'd like to. And uh, I just think it's because we should start a We're so group. awesome. That's why we mumble. We mumble because we're like, <laughs> if only I can hear it. And then it's better. And it's better that way because I. Welcome I'm, to Mumble. Welcome to Mumble. Mumble. Podcast called Mumble. It's, where yeah, right. two guys sit in a room. And can't hear each other. Well, you've got earphones on, so you can hear me mumble. Yeah. I can't hear you mumble. But the audience can hear you mumble, too. That's true. That's the beauty of it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, What was I going to say? Oh, Phoebe 10 is here, everybody. Congratulations. Happy Thanksgiving. It is. We're on the verge of Thanksgiving is a few days away. Yeah, this will probably come out uh, Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Get your Black Friday uh, shopping plans ready, Spooky everybody. turkey with Phoebe in your ear. Just do it. Just don't, There's a video online. Don't talk to your family. There's a, uh, did you see the tweet uh, someone sent us? There's a video podcast of a gentleman that just eats carrots while listening to podcasts. I saw I saw the link and then I, it didn't come up. I didn't, so I didn't oh, see I clicked him. on it and then I watched it. He's just sitting there just. Mowing down some carrots. Does he laugh at all? Didn't see any laughter. But just, I, I didn't watch it. I just sort of skipped through. Because gotcha. I, I was like, is this really? He's eating carrots the entire time. Now if he does this episode and eats carrots, fucking he's going to win all the podcast awards. Why? I don't know. Because we're talking about it. Oh, because we're talking about Now it finally makes about sense. Him. Now it finally makes sense. Well, now I'll finally pay attention. Maybe <laughs> this is the whole reason he was doing it. Well, maybe. The, well, hey. We talk about him the entire time. You got our attention, sir. And I forget your name, and I'm, I feel bad about that. Big Juicy Carrot. You know what we'll do? Oh, Big Juicy if, Carrot. Uh, maybe we'll put a link to your podcast on our Tumblr page. So he doesn't actually do anything. He just listens. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Is that technically a podcast? Listen. It's a video podcast. I mean, it's a visual medium. It can be whatever you podcast or whatever you want them to be, I guess. It's true. I don't know what we want ours to be. I don't know either. We're, we're hoping to get an Emmy. I think we're, gonna, we're looking for an Emmy out of this. First podcast Emmy? Yeah. What is the, no, what would it be like radio? Uh, what, I don't know what a radio award is. What is a radio award? I don't know. Are the the radios, a Grammy? We can get a Grammy? Can What's get a release Grammy? a CD? There should be a Grammy. There should yeah. be a podcast Grammy. Grammy. Yeah. Every year, Mark Maron will win it. No, actually, Maron will get nominated the most, but not win all the time and this american life will win all the time uh, but technically they're a radio show yeah but they do a podcast yeah but we technically their radio Grammys. show is turned onto a podcast mm. we're not on the radio not yet you think it's gonna happen we're taking whoever wants we're to just put like, us on wants? let us know and college radio stations recorded <laughs> college radio stations if you're looking for an hour of programming every two-ish weeks yeah put us on go we'll, ahead we'll we have 10 hours. Here, I'll do some announcements. Uh, we have a freshman gathering at the quad later. To, there's an ice cream I really party. Went to college. I don't know what the announcements are. I don't know either. I went to many colleges. And you never did? You never were finished. never in the radio department or the... No, I was in the TV department. The uh, My so major there... was digital media production. So it was, and look at you now. There was some. I mean, this I, is an example. This is I like a success story. Honestly, did exactly what my degree was. I ended up doing that. Like I took a TV. I took a couple of courses that. in multi-camera production for live TV shows, which is exactly what I do now. All sorts I of. I mean, you're, you're I ended up. You're 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 a poster child for education. That's right. I never finished either. 
See, so you don't took what finish, you needed. Kids. I got what I wanted. You got what you needed, and now you're utilizing that. I, I mean, like, maybe if you'd stayed, you could go farther in your career, but, you know. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you could have taken, like, superstar. Superstar classes. They should just teach you how to be a, there should be a, co- what if there was a class where it's like, how to be amazing? I would take it. How to be a just superstar. To see, just to see what Super other famous. assholes are in there. But what if they all had the same attitude that you did? Oh, then it would just be like living in Silver Lake. Huh. <laughs> or Williamsburg, Brooklyn, if you're on the I East Coast. I live near Silver Lake. You sure do. You fit, in, you fit in perfectly. In what does Silver that mean? Lake. I mean, just you look like you're from the Northwest. and that's Is that what Silver Lake is? Pretty much. A bunch of people who look like they're from the Northwest but yeah. live in California? Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to grow a beard as soon as Attack is done production. So is it going to be called Beard and Beard? Beard, Four Eyes, and Two Beards. Four Eyes, Two Beards. <laughs> four Eyes, Two Beards, One Show. Uh, I saw Skyfall again. I saw it twice now. You've seen it twice. I've seen Skyfall twice. I have twice. not seen any So you've movies. seen it zero times. I've not seen that. I have not seen The Avengers, and I have not seen The Dark Knight. I have not seen... You don't need to see The Dark Knight because you sat there while Kevin explained The Dark Knight to you. I didn't even, but I didn't technically need him to describe to me the Dark Knight because I could sum it up by Dark Knight wins. <laughs> Avengers win. And technically, I could probably say James Bond wins. But at what cost? Um, mm. A girl always dies. Anything he loves dies. <laughs> That's what it should be. His next film should just be called Everything I Love Dies. The James Bond story? I mean, it's probably true, right? Are yeah. You know, I mean, spoiler? lots of things he loves dies. Yeah. Yeah. Plants. Plants, plants. die. His apartment, probably lots of dead plants in there. He's off jet setting. Plants next to like dead girls. Just skeletons. <laughs> Just skeletons of like <laughs> Diana Riggs' character from Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Exactly. <laughs> Samantha. But Bond. in the in the in the myth. No, not Samantha in the Bond, mythos. Teresa. The mythos. Wow, I made yeah. it sound Greek. The no. mythos. Beautiful. Of uh, I want a Jiro. I have uh, <laughs> okay, Matt Mira. <laughs> oh. Um, in the in the mythology of James Bond, yeah, the idea isn't that he's a like. Do they ever try to explain that like he's not the same guy? I no, mean, not the same. They, they never don't. do. I mean, there's internet theories that are floating around the world of like, hey, this is the same. This is just a code name given to that guy. Given to the guy. Who's yeah, whoever, the is, du- whoever the is 007 at that point. Yeah. That's the code name given to him. Um, which is a fun little theory. I just like to think that they all exist in the same universe and it's just this, this wobbly timeline and there's just a different actor playing them all the time. You know. At a different time. Yeah, I had a theory a while back and I, I am almost certain I was the first one to think of it because I Googled it after I said it on a podcast that there were no Google results coming back for it. And it was that uh, James Bond is a time lord who works for the British government. The character of Doctor Who, he changes appearances all the time, but they explain it in the show that he's an alien and he regenerates into a different... uh, And that's your Bond idea? My Bond idea is that he is actually a time lord working for the British government. Basically, it's just you having a wet dream of merging two things you like a lot. I'm going to go on the record right now and say I hate mashups. Mashup TV. Oh, they like, say you hate t-shirts. wet dreams. Uh, wet dreams. I guess I'm okay with them. I just think what if I, you mash it up with something. Oh boy, a dry dream. <laughs> mash it up with a uh, with my sheets. <laughs> did you have a lot of wet dreams? I don't think Nocturnal I did. Image no, dreams? I don't think I did. 
I remember having a few. I don't remember it being like an epidemic. I never had like an epidemic. I don't know if anyone's ever had an epidemic. Is Are there people? Are there I'm people sure, out there? I'm sure. I'm sure there's literally some, like. Yeah. Every dream I have is sexy. Or just like people. I mean, do people have it as they get like when you're 40? I'm 41. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, why can't I have a wet dream now? When was the last time you had one? I don't think it was been in, like in your twenties, maybe. Uh, maybe I don't even think it was that late. Wow. I think it was like in my teens. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was happening. You kind of control it, I guess. It get it gets controlled. You control it, I guess. I mean, if that that sort of or you sound like a Republican, that, or it's just that. Uh, <clears throat> no, I mean maybe it's just that you, although, you start fucking you, having actual yeah, you have actual sex. You have yeah, you emissions. start having sex and then yeah. you don't need to emit actual in girls. the night times. Who was your? Do you remember your first? Who your first Nocturnal sexy emission? dream was about? No, I, I don't do. remember my dreams hardly at all. My first sexy dream was about uh, Gina Davis. Really? In a league of their own? Yeah. In a league of their own? Yeah. That specific one? Yeah, because I was. Uh, that movie came out in what ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. So I was nine or ten. So this was an unprompted sexy dream. Yeah, I had or were no you idea thinking about her. Had you no, just like well, woke I mean, up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh my gosh. You're so good at baseball. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just I found her very attractive when I saw the movie, and I liked baseball quite a bit. And I was like, "This is quite a movie." Thanks, Penny so you Marshall. Love mashups. Apparently, everything we're talking about is a mashup. It's like baseball. <laughs> Gina Davis. No, but nocturnal. What emission. I'm trying to talk. What I, Was it a sex dream or a nocturnal emission? Like, did you wake up covered in where you're like, I don't oh know. My God, mom, I assume it. Mom, 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 ma, ma, <laughs> I gotta wash the sheets. Ma, the sheets are fucked up again. I had a nocturnal dream wet. I was thinking of Gina Davis and baseball. <laughs> If you, so it wasn't that, it was just more like you woke up and you're like, oh, wow, I had a sex dream about Gina Davis. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever have it again? Another sex dream about Gina Davis? I don't. No? I don't imagine, I don't imagine that that will be a thing. You should watch A League of Her Own again. I watch it often. When it's on television, I'll stop and and watch it. And since you haven't, even though she's frozen in time. Yeah. And since then, I have not. I don't remember. I don't, I I don't really remember my dreams I don't remember my dreams now. I think that I don't sleep. I, see, I, I don't sleep that well. I, it's I rarely sleep all all the way through the night. So maybe I just don't enter my like REM cycles, and maybe I don't get into dreamland. And maybe that's why I don't get to have as many wet dreams I wish I had. Why do you wish you had more wet dreams? I don't know. Why not? It seems like a hassle. What laundry? Yeah, laundry's not a hassle to you. No, not at my age. Your wife doesn't. I own a washer dryer. Okay, <laughs> pretty sweet. Now deal. is the time. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> it's like I thought. I thought the reason to buy them was because of what dreams. You're like, I gotta. We gotta get a. We need to get a good one. Your wife's like, I'd get, like. I want a big kitchen, and you're like, okay, but we need a spot for a washer, washer dryer, dryer and ten sets of sheets. <laughs> and she's like, why? Because I'm just like, I literally am gonna just. Have wet dreams every night. I'm gonna have wet dreams while I nap. Do <laughs> you think anybody has that problem? Yeah. No, I think because I've been I've been reading about weird sort of uh, disorders people have, and some people just like 
There's just such weird things. I read, like, I saw a thing on the Huffington Post, and again, these things may turn out eventually to not be true or whatever, but I read a thing. This 17-year-old girl has this disorder where she sleeps for 64 days straight. I think if you sleep over two days, it's a coma. Well, she'd have to eat. I, I mean, should have read the article. Very like, confused. Yeah, and when you're in a coma, they feed you through a tube, right? Yeah. I uh. mean, does she get up at all? I don't know. I didn't read the oh. article. It, that, read the lo- that headline was not enough for me to go, this is more interesting than I think. nocturnal emissions during mm-hmm. the 64 days? No, but I also saw another thing on Huffington Post about a girl who has perpetual orgasms. I've seen that. I've heard that where they just have them spontaneously or whatever. Yeah. I've never heard if it's true or not. Well, I mean, that seems like a, that seems like the answer to your wet dreams. Not really. <laughs> you don't want to have a spontaneous orgasm in the middle of the day? No, I want to do it when I'm in bed. That's Just why. in bed when you're sleeping. Yeah, where it's more, you know, I don't want to do it now. <laughs> like, can you imagine if it happened now? I don't know. I think you'd, you'd be so used to it that you wouldn't let on that it's happening. Oh, I could do both at once. Yeah. I'm just like. Just the, yeah. like the littlest little grunt at the yeah. end. I'm like, yep. God, I love you. <laughs> if I had that much control. You ever, have, you ever have sex with a girl you and you immediately regret it? You know you're going to regret it beforehand, and then you do it anyway, and then immediately after you come, you're like, what was the, why did I do that? Well, no, because you know why you did, because yeah. you just came. Fair enough. <laughs> You're so short-sighted. Like I guess the, so. You, the answer to your question literally just happened. Why did I do this? Well, it was like when I was uh, when I was like 18 or 19, I would, uh, I would, you know, jerk internet porn. Great, right? Fantastic thing. You can get it free everywhere. Yeah. Occasionally, I'd be like, let me get the good stuff and pay $20 a month for whatever the fuck porn thing I wanted fun. to watch. Yeah. I don't know what I've never paid for internet porn. Right, and I'm then, always just stuck with the free. And then I would do it, and then I would jerk off, and then I'd be like, "Fuck, I cannot get that money back." Well, that's true. That's different. Yeah, because that's just like throwing good money for what? For nothing. For nothing. For literally nothing. Nothing. Because there's no real difference. Yeah. It's just more. Yeah. How much do you need at a certain point? Right. But if you, I, I don't regret having sex with a girl. I don't. Never. That, that would never occur to me because it's like, what do you regret? You got laid. Yeah. I mean, if you regret the fact that, like, oh, now I got to, like, go out or talk to them or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, not really. Okay. I mean, listen, that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk through it. We're here to talk through my problems. Your problems of regretting after regretting Regretting sex. Regretting sex and pain. I mean, I haven't done that in a while. I haven't regretted it in, in quite a while, but I remember... In my 20s, I would often... Uh, why are you so mesmerized by the janitors? Well, it was because I could... It was like a low rumble coming from the, <laughs> the other side of the hall. What did you think it was? I don't know what I thought it was. Like a tumbler? Batman tumbler rolling through the... What's a Batman tumbler? It's what the Batmobile is. It's the tumbler. Huh. And the Dark Knight and the Christopher these. Nolan I don't universe. know these things. What do you know, Scott? I know that I don't have enough nocturnal emissions. Okay. I haven't in my life. I just remember, I remember one vividly, but then like. The what rest, happened in the vivid nocturnal emission? I don't emission? remember. I mean, oh, I'm sure you remember, I that, you remember that you had one. Yeah, I remember oh, being I gotcha. like, whoa. Yeah. Look at that all over. 
I get, I think I used to just think, oh, I'm just it's really wet down there for some reason. Not know why. I probably didn't have an internal monologue at all. I think I knew exactly what happened. <laughs> but then I, I I don't remember. I just wonder. I don't know. You get older, you regret things. I just regret that maybe I could have had more. <laughs> you know? If only Scott had more night. If I had just, yeah, it's like spontaneous. Yeah, but if you like don't, you don't even the have dream, to work, you point? don't have to do anything. You just lay there. Yeah, but what's the point? What do you mean, what's the point? You the don't point get to enjoy just, it. Why do you mean? Because you're sleeping. Yeah, you enjoy you it. You don't remember the dream. You don't remember the dream, but you remember going like, ah. You remember you that? Up. You remember that? And yeah, then don't you wake up? up? I don't think so. I remember waking up. Oh, see, I didn't. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe I've never had a It wasn't dream like then. I woke up. I didn't wake up at the end of the the next morning and go like, oh, shit, I must have had a wet dream. I remember one time like waking up going like, whoa. Like, I think I might when I when it happened, I woke up because wow. I was like, you know, because I fucking, maybe I've never had a wet dream then. Because I don't ever recall doing that. I don't ever recall waking up to that. Maybe that's, maybe, maybe it wasn't. A, but it, it's a spontaneous ejaculation. Yeah. It? Yeah, I guess. But you obviously have Maybe to. neither of us know what a wet dream actually is. <laughs> Feet. Maybe that's what it means <laughs> when you pee. <laughs> um, I, no, I, 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 that was my memory of it. I remember waking up. Speaking of peeing. Okay. You ever go to Niagara Falls when you were a kid? No. I'm Never? Have you ever been to Niagara Coast. Falls? I grew up in the Why West Why are Coast. you so? So? Is it that unreasonable for you to take a journey across your own countries? I mean, we never drove that far to go see Niagara Falls. It just didn't happen. Have you seen Niagara Falls as an adult? No. I feel like you're missing I've out. I've driven by. You're really missing on out. On my way to Toronto. It's a lot of water. It sure is. Very pretty. Where was I reading? It was like, I don't know if there was like a woman. I think that the first, I thought I read somewhere, maybe this is wrong, that the first person to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel was a woman. That's a weird thing. There's a story. That I, became a thing. I think there's a story about, I think it's a true story of like the first person to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel and survive was this woman. I would like you to do a documentary. And she sort of died in obscurity and never really got credit for it. Why? Why does she get credit for That's that? That's either true Ooh. or I just made it up. But why is that a thing people decided would be fun to do is go over Niagara Falls in a barrel? Um, I think it was just like a, you know, it was a dare. It was like a, it was a big, I, I remember it was like reading, it was like this, this feat, this like, it was like a big thing to do. It was just like whole world would be like, holy shit. Like it's a, it was a. And and she was poor, and so she did it basically because she was. I think she was like poor and had no money, and she basically was like, "I'm gonna fucking do this shit so I can make some money." And then she kind of got fucked out of all the money. It's kind of a tragic story. That's sad. It is sad. But why? I don't understand though. Why that? Why who, did she do? Why it? did who put two and two together? Who saw the falls and said, "Hey, look at that barrel. Let's go over." Who did that? I mean, I'm sure if you look on Wikipedia, the first person who tried it and died, that would be the answer to your question. Okay. Thanks, Scott. That's <laughs> it for today's feed. <laughs> um, I don't know. I wouldn't have done it. But it was, it was different times back then. 
What's, your, what's been your least favorite vacation you've ever taken in your life? Least favorite vacation? Yep. Wow. Uh, Could be from adulthood or from childhood. Hmm. I don't know. Do you have one on the top of your head while I'm thinking? Uh, we, we went to we went to this, and I don't remember where it was. It was in I think it might have been in upstate New York, Jellystone National Park. Jellystone. Yeah, it was essentially a, a campground of America branded as Jellystone. So it would be so it's it like was like yogi? you were going to the Yogi the Bear campground. Yeah, and they had a giant Yogi the Bear statue, and that was it. And that pretty much. And you're like, this doesn't feel like I don't even like the cartoon, so yeah. I'm not really that excited. I am trying to think of like what's the worst vacation I've ever been on. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure there's some not great ones, but you know, feels like there's a lot of just media, some mediocre ones. I can't think of one where I was like, oh my god, that was fucking. The worst thing ever. <laughs> like this episode. This episode. <laughs> um, the, uh, what was I going to talk about? Oh, we're finally going to the foundry. We're doing that tonight. We're going to the foundry. So we report talk about back. Food we're going to report back to you on how that was. What did you, you cooked this weekend? I saw your Instagram. I did cook this weekend. I made short ribs for the wife. Short ribs for the wife. And now on polenta. How long did it take you to make? Uh, let's see. I did it all on Saturday. Sometimes you can do. Sometimes you can do all the work the day ahead, mm-hmm. the day before. Yeah, and then put them away, and then just sort of. In fact, I would say that it tastes better that way, sort of to do it that way, which is you know you got to brown mm-hmm. the short ribs. Um. Then you take them out. Um. You put in, uh, you know, like carrots and celery and onions and stuff like that. And then some red wine and some some other things. And then you'd let them cook for about three hours. Okay. Then you take the short ribs out. You Usually they'll have fallen off the bone if they yeah. haven't. Then you take them off the bone. But you also take off that, like, sort of tendon. Yep. That sort of piece yeah, the of skin, skin that yeah. attaches to the bone. So you kind of peel that off. And then once you have those short ribs ready, you can either put them in the fridge for the night. Mm-hmm. And then you take all the braising liquid or the stuff it cooked in and you strain it and then reduce it down. Like put it on a high heat. Just reduce it down until it starts to get thick, like almost like a gravy. Yeah. And then you can put the two in separate containers. And then the next day you can just heat up the... You can heat them back up, and they're great. I mean, I mean we had them Sunday night too. Every ingredient you were saying is just making me so hungry. I haven't, I know, eat, right. I haven't eaten. Today. I haven't eaten hardly at all today either. I just, but it was really good. And I, it was, um, it was in the um, Moza cookbook. Was the one I tried. Whose recipe was it? Was it Batali's recipe? I don't or? know. Um, um, I don't know. I just, it was in the book, but it was good. It was a good one. I've tried a few different ones. It was definitely one that I would do again. Did you watch Next Iron Chef last night? No. I was, I don't know what I was doing last night. I think I was working. Oh, good for you. No, I watched Walking Dead last night. Well, how was it? I thought it was all right. How was you the know, Talking like Dead? Some zombies. I do not know. I did not watch it. I heard it was not so good. I didn't watch it. 
I'm sorry to say I didn't watch it. Just stick around for Comic Book Men. Pardon? You stick around for Comic Book Men? I don't stay up that late. It is really. It's on really late. It's, it's on like eleven thirty. I I tape everything. I, I'm like if I, I past ten o'clock, I'm I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm not. What are you reading? Anything? Um, you know, I actually. Febreeze. Oh, we're jumping into Febreeze. Wow. Well, you just asked what we're yeah, reading. Yeah, that's true. Like I asked what you double. were reading, but personally on you, yeah. Uh, and I'll go into my Febreeze, yeah, which sure. is a graphic novel. Nice, okay. I'm going to bring up comics. I will bring now, up comics. Now, I actually technically too. have not read what I'm holding, <laughs> but I've read the nine. Oh, you've read the I've read books. the 11 volumes leading up to it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, DMZ by Brian Wood. And it's about the demilitarized zone. It's basically um, a series. Um, it's for Vertigo, and it's a series about how um, it's not too far in the future, but basically, like, there's a the United States starts to <clears throat> sort of break up into militias and stuff, and there's like the Free America and the United and then the United States. Most of our army is fighting overseas, but anyways, New York City, Manhattan, the Isle of Manhattan, basically becomes a demilitarized zone. And this guy at the beginning of the book, um, he is a young kid who wants to get into the press. And it's been a while since I've read the very beginning. So if someone's like, that's not exactly what it is, then fuck you, because I can't remember everything. Um, it's um, His last name's Roth, and he goes in there with this guy, and he's got a camera, and he's going to like kind of be a reporter. He's got a press pass. And the helicopter gets shot down. And then it kind of is like him becoming this semi-famous reporter who is going through Manhattan. And you get to see, like, all the different political parties and, the like, all the different people who still live in this, like, area. And it's – I the one I haven't read is the last one, The Five Nations of New York, which is the last volume. I have not read the comics I've – all the graphic novels. Okay. But I am about to, this is the end. This is the final chapter this of DMZ. And I am a big fan of the whole series and I'm excited to read the conclusion. Cool. DMZ. That's my recommendation. What publisher? Vertigo. Vertigo. DC's Vertigo Press. Vertigo. Uh, I will recommend, uh, and I've, the relaunch of Deadpool has just happened. And I have read the first four issues because I'm very good friends with one of the writers. Uh, actually, you know, both of the writers, Jerry Duggan and Brian Posehn, have relaunched Deadpool for Marvel. So it starts now. You can go out, go run out to your comic book store and pick up Deadpool number one. And I think number two is out as well. And actually, if you look in the letters to Deadpool, Matt Meyer wrote a letter to Deadpool, and it's in the issue. Well, you were like, Dear Deadpool. Yeah, I wrote. Well, I wrote, I wrote, a, letter to, I wrote a letter to the editor because Jerry had asked me, Hey, can you do And Paul Shear wrote one, and, and, then, uh, and then they Brian responded as Deadpool. So it's like letters to Deadpool. It's kind of it's very cool because Deadpool, if you're familiar with Deadpool at all, he's, he's the guy, he's the comic, he breaks the fourth wall all the time in the panels, and he'll he talk to, to the, he'll talk to the reader. Gotcha. Yeah. And the premise of this is fantastic. The premise of this Deadpool situation that's happening right now, this story arc, is uh, someone who uh, believes that America is heading down the wrong path has gone to Arlington National Cemetery 
with the Necronomicon and summoned all the ex-presidents to come back, all the founding fathers to come back and, and, and save the country. Put her back on track. Put it back on track. But what happens is all the, all the presidents come back and are so angry with what has happened to America that they decide that they're going to wipe America off the face of the earth and start over. So Deadpool has so to Deadpool stop is the them. only one that will bother, like is the only one that will fight the dead presidents because they sent they send Captain America to do it at first, and then and then, uh, um, Shield is like we can't have we can't we can't, we can't have Coolidge? Captain America we can't have Captain America out there beheading FDR, so it's like someone needs to do this, and then Deadpool volunteers He's to like, do, I'll it. do it, and then uh, Deadpool does it, and it's pretty great and. It's the stuff with Nixon and 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 uh, <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt in the uh, I believe in issue two or three uh, can control animals. Nice, you know, because Teddy Roosevelt, you know, big big animal guy, hunter, all that stuff. And he's from he's been dead, so yeah, they're not exactly. So they can do things. Yeah, and it's very funny. There's there's great stuff in there, and uh, I think it's a, they've done a really good job. And and I, I and they you know they, it's selling pretty well, so they've. Nice. Kind of made Deadpool relevant again, which I was excited about because Deadpool's this wacky, this character. Like, if you don't know Scott, I'm even talking to you. Deadpool has essentially he has uh, Wolverine's healing factor. Yes, but he's fucked up, like because they didn't do it to him right. So he's ugly. so he's all like uh, mute. His face is like falling apart and stuff like that. But he's uh, got the healing factor of. Uh, Oh, okay, so he's constantly falling apart and rebuilding himself. Isn't yeah, he well, current... he's like, yeah, because his face is all fucked up and everything like that. But he always wears the Deadpool mask. But is he, is he in a constant state of falling apart no. and repairing? No, yeah. no, he just That's looks like he's idea. falling apart. And then anyway, pretty cool, right? Yeah. So that's our that's my feed reads. Go get pick up Deadpool, Jerry Duggan, and Brian Fossein, and the art is by Tony Moore, and the art is actually really great in the book. And uh, my recommendation is DMZ. You can pick up now. I recommend it. See, I didn't recommend it at the at the beginning. I'm recommending the end. So okay. you could go out today or yep. tomorrow, whatever day, and buy the entire run. Yeah, or you can buy one. Go to your like go to your local comic book store when Black Friday hits. Black Friday's coming. I know a lot of you know local mom and pop shops. They run Black Friday sales too. Don't just go to the fucking Targets and the Best Buys. I'm not leaving the house. Go support a black, a, a brick and mortar and, uh, you know, do it. Meltdown's going to have a big sale. Go to Meltdown Comics. We're on in LA. Friday? Yeah, on Friday. And uh, just pick up some stuff. If you're not in LA, go to your local comic book store. If you're in Lowell, Massachusetts, go to Larry's Comics. That's where I used to go when I was a kid. Larry's you Comics. You seem like a radio personality there, whatever. <laughs> go to Larry's Comics. Larry's Comics. Go to Larry's Comics. I was. I always used to go in there, and I don't know if I ever was a fan of Larry, but Larry runs the place. So the, you just endorsed comics. Listen, I love the shop. You love the shop. You used to. Yeah, I just like, never. You don't know how you feel about Larry. I just never. I don't know if he ever liked me. As a what person. does that have to do with it? You know, I, just, I was a young, like impressionable you. kid, and you were in there, and you're like, "Hey, you guys." Yeah. And then I'm one to go see if Larry likes you. To see if Larry likes you, I needed to know. That was like the consideration. Well, Did you bring I, it up to your friends? Or you literally sitting with your friends, going like, "Look, I, didn't, I don't know if I, I don't want to. I just do you think Larry likes me? Larry, do you like me? Did you just say it to him, or did you ask your friend? No, I would just like I would just sort of try and get a vibe. Out. I would buy stuff and be like, "Does he respect my selection of comics that I'm buying?" 
Oh. That kind of thing. You know how you deal with the guy that's like, like you know, Larry, there's a Wonder Woman again, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. I what? bought Wolverine. I bought I bought Wolverine number one, the Frank Miller miniseries. I bought that off of Larry for 40 bucks back in the day, which is a lot of money for me. And that is a buyer's respect. Yeah, kind of. Slash, I really wanted it because it's a great cover. But you were buying his respect. <laughs> I don't know if I ever earned it. I don't know if I ever, ever earned it. Uh, Larry's Comics and Collectibles. It's on... Uh, I don't know. Where I don't remember the street. There's one on... Like Bridge um, street. There's one downtown Vancouver that we used to have to drive to. Sorry, when I lived in um, Port Moody, we would have to drive to downtown. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what street it was on. It was like a two-story... It was like two stories. Not like huge, but it was like a two-story comic book place. And that's where we would go to get comic books. Or we could go to the... I mean, that was back... Oh, you go to the pharmacy and they'd have the the rack. Yeah, Yeah. they'd have the rack. I think they still sort of do sometimes. I know... I would go to 7-Eleven and buy comics. you could do that back in the day. I don't know if that's so much a thing anymore, but... Back in the day. When I... uh, Yeah, it was that. I would go there and then in Wakefield, Massachusetts, I would go to Webhead Comics and buy stuff there when I was more of a teenager kind of... Webhead, uh, I remember they had this James Bond poster forever that was framed, and it was a GoldenEye uh, teaser poster. It's just the gun and uh, yeah. the eye, and it says the 007 GoldenEye coming soon, and it says there is no substitute. And you were excited. And I always wanted to buy it, and then finally I bought it from them for $20. There, or you just bought it recently? There. It was framed already. It, was, it just sat there forever, and no Did one bought it. Did you feel like an I, adult? I bought it. I remember buying the Devil's Advocate DVD at, yeah. at Webhead Comics, and they asked me if I was 18, and I wasn't, and I had to go get my mom. And your mom was like, "Yeah, he watches fine. porn. That's fine. He watches. He's a filth. He's a, He's a filthy. Filthy. A filthy. He has his hammer. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> um, you bought the Devil's Advocate. Have yeah. you seen it or you were No, I was a big I had a, I was on a big Pacino kick when I was a kid. Because you wanted to be him? I just I turned I liked everything. You idolized I liked him? everything he did. Like Dog Day After Dog Day Afternoon's so good. Such a good movie. Where does it fall apart for you? Where does Dog Day Afternoon fall apart? No, where does the Al Pacino oh. Uver? Well Like when why did you stop? Sea of Love. Sea of Love was like the beginning. Of it the was end. like, eh, Rooker's pretty good in that. Michael Rooker's in that. He's the bad guy in that. And uh, I haven't seen that in a while. And then that has the Robert Plant version of Sea of Love in it. Has the Tom Waits too? Yeah, I haven't seen Sea of Love in a while. I can't remember the last. Thing John Goodman plays his partner in that. Yeah, that's a, actually. You know what? I'm wrong about you're sea taking of love. it back. I'm taking it back right now. It. If like Sea of Love is on right now, I would watch it. If it was on television. What about? Well, Heat comes. Heat's out good. That. I like Heat a lot. Scent of a too woman. long. Heat's too long. Yeah. Scent of a woman. I don't understand why he won the Oscar. I guess it was because they felt bad about not giving it to him for The Godfather. True. Serpico. Yeah, Serpico. Oh, Serpico's so good. Pacino. Great. Except I don't know how is he in Jack and Jill. I didn't see it. I don't know. I haven't seen... Uh, is he in that? Yeah, he plays the love interest of Jill, of the Adam Sandler as a woman, as himself, as Al Pacino. Wow. Why not just stay home? I don't know. Like, why not, Get out like, there. Have some fun. Why not just stay home? 
I don't know. He knocked up Beverly D'Angelo like 10 years ago. She had twins. Yeah. They were both too old to be having twins. 10 years ago? Yeah, like 10 years ago, something like that. So they're only, he's got like 10 year old kids? Yeah. Maybe that's why he's doing it. Maybe. He's got money. He's got to get the money. He got to feel like that's too... Al Pacino has a lot of money, right? He's got to. I don't know. Maybe he made some shitty investments. That's true. How many people, like, what do they say? Like, isn't there like some staggering statistic about athletes, about like from the yes. ones that retire? Or, did you as soon see? They're done. They literally are like. Did you see Broke, the Thirty for Thirty documentary on no, ESPN? Oh my god, it's that so good! It. It's so good. Uh, and I, I want to get the statistic right. I'm gonna try. This is to the best of my knowledge. It's probably off a little bit, but uh, within five years of retiring, seventy five percent of NFL players like yeah. are, go broke. They go broke, and like something like uh, seven eighty percent of uh, my, maybe like sixty seven percent of NFL players. You one of them has a, one of them has a higher ratio. NBA, NBA NBA and NFL are the two highest. But there's that a, end up losing it's their very money. high percentage of people who make a lot of money and yeah. literally are like broke by the particularly time the NFL because their contracts are not guaranteed. So all it takes is one injury and you think you're spending you're getting a paycheck and then all of a sudden you're not getting that you're paycheck not. anymore. And just but it's also a staggering statistic of like people just making a lot of money over their career and just within five years it's gone. Well, I watched it. I'll tell you exactly what it's I did. It's not necessarily a documentary about like, oh, that guy got injured. And he never got the money he was supposed to get. A lot of it is about people who got the money they were supposed to get, and then once they once it's over, it's like it's gone. And like, I watched uh, I watched the movie that Bernardo's up there. Oh, okay. I watched the I watched it. Okay, and it freaked me out. Like it it really like hit home for some reason with me because just like I was watching it, they're talking about and like Herm Edwards is on football coach Herm Edwards. Yeah, he's one of the talking head interviews. And he's like, I see these guys come showing up to practice. They got they got a different car every day. And he goes, I say, I say to them, how many cars do you drive one time? One. That's all you need. You only need one. And then I was like listening to him say that, and I'm looking around, and I'm, you know how my TV is with all my guitars around the TV. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fucking A. You feel like that? I don't need. How many guitars can you I don't you need play? to have How many 18? guitars can you play, Matt Myron? One. <laughs> one. The answer's one. Uh, so that freaked me out, and especially what else also So you feel me out. like a... I feel like it because the uh, attack of the show is ending, you know. So uh, you December twenty first, and I'm like, oh my god, and I'm like, I don't have this is I'm fucked up right now. So what I did was uh, I sold a comic book on eBay. Okay, this is after I saw broke. Was it the Wolverine that you bought? No, it was Larry? Uh, it was uh, Batman number one. The very Larry just sat there, saw it on eBay, and he's like, "I knew it. <laughs> I knew that kid had no heart." The variant cover of the of Batman number one from the New Fifty Two, the DC New Fifty Two. I sold okay. that on eBay. I got like six hundred bucks for it. Nice. Okay. And then you bought a guitar. No. Okay. Opened an E Trade account. Really? Yeah. With that six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars. Okay. I'm trying to grow it. That's your plan to offset becoming a broke football player? Well, that's my sort of like, that was my, I think that was my first step in toward of like going like, I don't need stuff. I need some investments. And sure, I could have held on to that comic book and maybe that's like a investment in Technically it is an yeah. investment. But you have to rate, you I have to like, gauge the rate. Yeah, of, return on that comic book versus what like, I can get on the stock market if I do it smartly. Yes. Which is sort of, I was, I just got so freaked out by that. You got scared that you're going to have nothing. I was like, I don't want to be broke. I don't want to end up like that. I don't want to file for bankruptcy. 
Well, you won't have to. I hope not. I mean, are you living your life? I mean, these uh, technically it's a story. I haven't seen it, but isn't it just a story about people living beyond their means? Even if you have a, even if you're no, making a million dollars a, a year, you can live beyond your. You means. sure can. You you can, but I think it's more more a story of people not spending their money smart, smartly or using their money smartly. I think it's more a story of that than it is of spending beyond your means. I think it's more of a thing of like these guys oh, think the money's always going to be there. These guys think that. Well, that's living. This is what that checking. to me is like the very definition of living beyond your means. It's like you're living, you're living. An illusion. You're basically living under the idea of like this is the way it'll always be. Yeah, and it's like that's not the way it's always going to be. Like at some point it'll stop. But it's also like just because you make a million dollars doesn't mean you run out and buy a million dollar house. Right, right. And that's what they do. Yeah, that's what a lot of them do. And I'm just trying to get my credit back up. I'm just trying to pay off loans and stuff like that. Student loans, not like you personal student loans, loans, just student loans. I'm trying to get rid of those and the slow process. I'll uh. You know, I, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm I am not an NFL football player. I know. I have. I'm very. I've. I'm, you should talk to me. I have. We have. Talk we we have had we that have. conversation. Like I think one of the first times we had lunch, we were talking about that because I just started making actual money. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, kids, invest in something. Buy gold. Some, <laughs> if you'd have bought gold in the last. Like five or six years. Yeah, no stoked. shit. That shit went crazy. It's still going crazy. Silver, too. Yeah. Precious metals. Oh, precious metals. But, uh, again, I have to say that 30 for 30 series on ESPN, the documentaries, I've not watched, I've not seen a bad one. I'm going to argue with you, but there's, there's some. Well, I haven't seen them all. It's, it's. I it's, will say that I haven't seen them all. There's great, there's really good ones, there's okay ones, and there's some, there's some fluff. Yeah. There's some couscous. I don't know. I mean, they're they're they're. I mean, yeah, all the ones I've seen. Have you seen the two Escobars? Yes. Oh, that yeah. one's really. There's good. some really good, you know, and like, look, you make that many, it's like, but like, there's really good ones. Mm-hmm. There's ones that are like totally fine, and then there are a few that I just sort of didn't find that interesting. You see the Gretzky one? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. But Peter I Berg did that. That's exactly why. I, I, I'm sorry. Apologies to Peter Berg, but I just did not find it that riveting. I think it's a way more interesting story. Yeah. Than than I will agree with you. You know that. what I mean? Like yeah. you're like that's really like I didn't. That's really what you f- came away from that with. Yeah. Yeah. Like yep. that's the one where I'm like, eh. yeah. Like I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it because I think there's actually other material out there on him that would be more interesting. Yeah. There's. A, I mean, but the but I will say this. Great series. It's a great series. Yeah. Their batting average is very high. I always start them. I yeah. don't always finish them. Sure. So have you haven't seen, you haven't started Broke? No. Because Broke. I haven't watched any of them. I watched 10 seconds of Broke and I was like hooked. Like, well, that's a fascinating story. That was amazing. And just them getting the people to talk about it. Oh my God. Like, just imagine trying to fucking hook up an interview with someone who just went broke, you know? They're not going to want well, maybe to talk pay about them. them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a way in. Hey, we're here. You're broke, and we have a thousand dollars. All right, I guess you can open an Scott's e-trade better account. at making movies than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's all about incentivizing. Yeah. So you get a bunch of people that are broke, and you offer them some money. That's my. I'm. But, I'm telling you what to watch right now. Watch that. If you if you catch that running on ESPN, 
Or even just go buy it on iTunes. Buy the episode on iTunes. Are you saying that to me or are you saying it to the audience? Everybody, including you, Scott Mosier. I will. Okay. I need to watch. I'm getting screeners now, so I'm going to watch some this weekend. Okay. Over the long weekend. Oh, are you excited about the long weekend? I'm going to have to work. What's your Thanksgiving plan? Uh, my wife's family. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. You're going to her We're going wife's family? To... And they live in Arizona? Uh, no, 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 no. Her mom lives down south like San Diego, but her sister lives in the valley. So we're like literally Where did they the get valley. Arizona from? I don't know. I don't know where I got Arizona from. So you're going to the valley? We're going to the valley. Okay. Like the, you know, not like Burbank, but farther out than that. Yeah, sure. Um, that's where we're going. And then... Uh, Friday recording Smodcast and then um, some other work to do. I got to mm. work on uh, Damn, those shorts we're doing for disc, uh, Disco for Destroyer. Disco Destroyer. Yeah. Got to work on those. Liquid TV. Liquid TV, MTV. I uh, got to work on those and there's other stuff. I don't know. Work's piling up. Yeah. I'm kind of freaking out. Can you see? Look how yeah. freaked out. No, you I look am. like uh, your beard looks uh, unkempt. My beard's a little wild right now. Yeah. You can't see it. <laughs> I see it. I don't. This show seems kind of low key, doesn't it? Yeah, it's pretty low key. I mean, we have no amazing runner. You know, you can't force it. I'm not going to force it. Can't force it. I don't want to force it. This is just an interesting Thanksgiving show. It is. I Here. will. I will say this. Yeah. Let's talk about food. Okay. So I did. I was in Austin. You do understand how hungry I am. Okay, go ahead. I know, but this is where are we? We're almost we're almost to food we're time. Building. We're, we're getting, building. We're building to food time. There. We're gonna so so I went to Austin um last weekend. No, I don't know. So soon not that long ago, I went to Austin. I was uh lect, did a little lecture at University of Texas and I went to Uchi, which is U C H I. U C H I and it's one of the top chef winners, Paul Kui, I think his name is. And let me tell you, it was it was really good. And I don't even really love sushi. My oh, wife does. I don't love sushi either. But listen, though, if you don't love sushi, if you love sushi, you can go. If you don't love sushi, they also have stuff that are not that's not sushi. So we what? How do you call it? Sashimi? No, the. The beef. I can never get that word Wagyu. right. Wagyu. Yeah. I always say Wagyu. Yeah. I always, Wagyu. I'd say it phonetically. Wagyu. Yeah, sure. Sure. It's okay. Uh, we had uh, Wagyu beef, parsley, parsley root, and smoke. Smoke. What yeah. is that? It's like, could have been liquid smoke or okay. like a, a hint of smoke, which is really good. Did it taste, taste smoky and, and delicious? It was, it was not, I've had some, people can go overboard with smoke. Mm-hmm. People can go nuts. And yeah. It's like all you taste is smoke. Yeah. This was like a subtle thing, like right at the end, it hit your palate, like right at the end. And it was, it was very nice. I recommend it highly. Then they had, uh, we had the, called bacon steaky. It's called like pork belly, watermelon radish, citrus, and Thai basil. Oh boy. Which was really good. Oh boy. That was really good. Uh. We had some crispy bus Brussels sprouts, lemon and chili that were really good. Those were really good. And then we had some sea bass, orange oil, garlic, black pepper, citrus vinaigrette. Okay. Which was good. And then I believe we also had the baby yellowtail 
Ponzu, Thai chili. And this is uncooked. Orange Supreme. That is uncooked. Okay. That was all really good. It was, I, I highly recommend the restaurant. It was a very awesome meal. They have another restaurant in Austin called Och- Ochiku, which is like a sister restaurant. Mm-hmm. That was really good. It was a very, very good meal. Kind of like Son of a Gun and Animal. Son of a Gun and Animal. Sister restaurants. Yes, just like that. And we're going to the Foundry. We're going to the Foundry tonight. Greenspan, one of the contestants of Next Iron Chef. Oh, he's the chef? I don't know that much about it. he's the chef owner. And we're going with... I think it has a Michelin star. We're going with Bernardo. Bernardo uh, is the line producer of Attack of the Show. If you ever watched Attack of the Show a few years ago, uh, two years ago maybe, we did this thing uh, where Bernardo had grown his beard out to ridiculous proportions, like out to here. Yeah. And uh, we shaved it on the show. Like all the way off? Yeah, all the way off on the show. And uh, I have... Yeah, at my cubicle, I have his entire beard in a in a Ziploc bag. Oh, so you like managed to? Yeah, we got it off. Can you hold it up to your face? No, no, no. It's not like kept like that. It's just the gotcha bag of beard. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, once the show ends and I have to clean out my cubicle, it's probably going in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, until then, it's up in my cubicle. It's on my cubicle wall. Right on. I've. I don't think you can use beard trimmings. I've trimmed my beard when it's pretty long, but you can send hair trimmings to places that for cleaning oil spills. Really? You know, if you cut, because I've had my hair really long, but it's like in order to do wigs, like for, like you can donate your hair. Yeah. If you cut a long, a lot of hair, you can donate it to make wigs for like cancer patients, stuff like that. But it has to be a certain length. Cancer patients, transsexuals. Like whatever anything, yeah, and the uh, but if it's not long enough, I believe there's you can send it and they use it to clean up oil spills. Weird, yeah, just a big mat of pubic hair out there cleaning. I don't think it's can pubic you send hair. pubic hair? <laughs> you could try, okay. They're just like, there's just gonna be somewhere like this guy, Matt Meyer, and he just keeps sending. <laughs> Make a, a merkin. Make a merkin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chemo takes all the hair. Make a merkin. I don't know who that <laughs> That's guy your is. Foundation. That's who that guy is. <laughs> the Matt Myra Make a Merkin make a, Foundation. Make a Merkin Foundation. <laughs> the chemo takes all the hair. We got it all. I'm we the, got landing strip. We got Hitler. We got Brazilian. <laughs> hey, that one's free. We got we the got big 70s. Ones. We, got, we got like a pair of diapers. We got a special on 80s hair. It's just a little fluffier, you know, if you like that kind of thing. Matt Meyer is Merkin Warehouse. We're not just doing the tiny landing strip. We're going thick landing strip. We also got hot We're shapes. We're going aircraft We got carrier. square shapes. We got other things <laughs> like a star. You want a star on your vagina? We can do that. <laughs> How about one around your dick? Merkins are for guys, too. Is there a male Merkin? <laughs> 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 is there a man merkin of course there is <laughs> he's fully committed folks we're selling merkins to everyone is that and by like... selling i mean donating because this is my foundation who do you keep looking to i'm looking over at Bernardo sitting out there and he's been talking to some lady and i don't know if he's like in trouble i don't i don't see why he would be in trouble anyway so that's what i'm saying you can cut your hair Save an oil spill, sure. 
You could donate it for wigs. Yes. Cut your pubic hair off. Make a merkin. Then you could create a home merkin kit. <laughs> the Batmire a home merkin kit. <laughs> it comes with everything you need. Construction paper, glue stick, and pubic hair. It's not the highest quality. <laughs> Also, I don't know why me as a pitch man is all of a sudden just this uh, loud New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you went there. I was really well. That like, wasn't Matt Myra. That Matt wasn't Myra. me. That wasn't me. Oh, you were playing. That a was character. the guy I hired to. Per- yeah, I hired the Sham Wow guy to, 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 to sell, sell my Merkins. Your, your make a Merkin. How many Merkins? I thought when we did it, we would have Merkins made, or maybe there's a place to buy Merkins. You get your Merkins. Right from the source, Matt Myra's Merkin Foundation. All made from Matt Myra's pubic hair. <laughs> this guy, it just keeps growing. It comes in two colors, black and some gray. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally gray. <laughs> the gray ones are on back order, not growing as fast as I'd like. Do you have gray? I don't know. I don't think I do. I don't, I don't think I, don't. I do either. I haven't looked. I, I mean, saw I like really a ball. Look. I think I saw, I saw a ball here, a gray ball here once. Really? Yeah. On your on your ball, it was like white. Yes, <laughs> on mine, not on anyone else's. I don't know that. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe, of course, it's a thing. I'm saying maybe it's a thing. Yes, of course, what, people have gray ball hairs. Of course, do your they do. Arm hair go gray. My, I have uh, one or two arm hairs going gray. Yeah, they do. You know, I've never who, thought about it. You know who I did a podcast with today? Somebody with lots of gray hair in their arm. Mel Brooks, and he had gray hair on his arm. I don't remember, but but you're just saying he was old. He's old and fucking awesome. Mel Brooks that is, is awesome. That is pretty awesome. Mel Brooks is awesome. And he is sharp as a tack and fucking How Mel Brooks. How old is he now? He's got to be like... He's almost 90. Fuck off. Yeah, he's 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 in, he's in his 80s. He's wow. in his 80s and he is fucking awesome. And he, I mean, he's telling, me, he's telling us a story about doing a, something in 1953. Like, you weren't doing anything. I was doing nothing. I My dad tell you was stories too. about what I was doing in 1974. What were you doing in 1974? I don't know. Probably just learning to fucking shit in a bowl. Learning to shit in a bowl. Isn't that when? You, when do you learn? When do you get potty trained? I don't know. When do you get potty trained? I remember once when I was in kindergarten, I uh, I uh, took a shit, and then I wasn't really a hundred percent sure how to wipe my own ass, so I didn't. Were you bother. in the bathroom? I didn't or were you bother. somewhere else? At the bathroom in 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 the. He's 86. Mel Brooks is 86. Wow. And he's fucking... So you were in kindergarten, you shit. Yeah. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I don't really know how to get my ass wiped correctly. Did the best I could. You did side to side. Did the best I could. And uh, let me tell you. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. (laughs) Why? How do you know? Then I smelled like shit the rest of the day. Really? You yeah. Just smeared it all over your like bottom. Five year old. You ran just back in there, smelling like shit. Like, hey, Larry, it's me. <laughs> Larry. Here to buy a comic. <laughs> I just want to buy a Wolverine. Why you look at me like that, Larry? Larry. I love comics. Larry. I uh, don't think Larry. Well, wow, that seems like a traumatic experience. It was. I think it Were was. The other kids like. You know, I don't. I don't remember. I remember the act. I remember it happening. Like I remember it. running home. From the bus after it happened and going into the bathroom and then like going, my ass is not wiped correctly. I better, <laughs> better take care of this. Mom. <laughs> How Wow. Five. I don't remember. How, I mean, maybe I'm I sure, was four. I, I don't have any 
Good shit stories. I was a sick baby. You were a sick baby? Yeah, I was always sick when I was a little kid. I'd have like super high fevers and uh Oh wow. And I had um I used to have spasms. Like your I whole would, body or just Yeah, parts? like I would I would have these like spasms that they had and I was flat footed. And I was pigeoned. Scott, you were a piece of shit kid. I was. I would have you, returned you. You didn't know how to wipe your shit, and I was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I was all messed up when I was a kid. That my, I, I, I got I I would get these spasms where I would do these. I don't do them anymore. Um, but I guess I would. Oh my god, I, we just aren't telling you. Twitch. Yeah, I'm just like I have Tourette's. And, <laughs> I thought I was going to swallow my tongue. She put her hand in my mouth and I almost <laughs> bit her hand off. Like I just bit into it. Oh my God. But then it just all sort of went away. Now I'm just mentally disturbed. <laughs> all my physical ailments. Are I, uh, when I was a real little baby, we, I had to, I had to, my heart stopped and stuff. I'm like, I had to, wow. like I slept with a heart monitor. Oh really? Yeah. For a little while. And like I would sometimes roll over in my crib and just rip the stuff off. Like, and then it like would the just Hulk? the heart monitor would go off, and then like everyone would think my heart had stopped and I was dying. And it was just you going. Ah! And my mother would run in. I uh, they used to take me. I used to get fe- like really hot fevers, and I remember they would, my dad would like they'd take off all my clothes, and we were up in Washington and like mm-hmm. take me out in the cold. Oh wow! I was so like I was just burning up with fever. Wow, that did something to your brain. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. We did it. That's it. I mean, I can let me see real quick. We're gonna see if there's any uh, feedback uh, emails today. Uh, Mitch Barton, uh, I love the feature in the missing ten minutes. I hope you guys make it a regular bit, and that regular bit is Phoebe's uh, movie quotes, <laughs> where we approximate a movie. Oh, approximate quote that we know. We could try it again. Ready? Uh, I'm not good at spontaneity. Yeah. I'm not good at doing things. Oh, I hate the look at all these snakes. Is that Indiana Jones? Jewish Indiana Jones. Jewish Indiana Jones? All these snakes. (laughs) Fuck it. Uh, We'll try it again sometime. Uh, Hey, guys. So it took me five minutes to figure out who to put first, Scott or Matt. And he ended up with uh, this task became so hard that he just decided to say, hey, guys. Hey, you guys. Uh, In the future, you can put Scott's name first. That being said, I wanted to say thanks. You guys rock. This is from Richard Tanner. Uh, You guys rock and are an inspiration to budding podcasters. I have my own and try try my best to stay as natural as y'all are, even when y'all talk about cooking and food. And he only cares for beer. Uh, I can't help but uh, take in every word. Keep up the good work. Also, don't leave out Feebreeds again. I had nothing to read this week. Okay, well, we didn't. We did a Feebreeds. Another question. Any advice for a budding podcaster? Consistency. That is my advice for a budding podcaster. <laughs> and I'm not saying it just because Scott and I have fucked it up. Because Scott and I are on actually two. We're on other podcasts. And those we keep consistent. And this is our, this is our, this is sort of our Side project. love project. And we try to do it as often as we can, and we're, we're, we are being more consistent with it. And that's my advice to any budding podcaster out there. Do it, but do it regularly. That's my advice. Get that's into a habit. Advice. Get into a habit. Uh, if you all want to listen to uh, his podcast, this is Richard Tanner's. It's on iTunes. 
Shot chopped and scored. Bonus points if you get the reference. So, Shot chopped and scored. Mm. I don't get the reference. It's a film thing. It's kind of like you shoot a movie, you cut a movie, and, and then you, you score, score it. Yeah, maybe? but what is it a reference to? Shot chopped and scored. I don't know. And that uh, Phoebe quotes, that was from Mitch Barton. Uh, and Joey Chief Brody. Myra Falls the subject. Hey, Scott. Hey, Matt and Scott. Just wanted to say I love Matt's Skyfall skit and was hoping you two would discuss it for a minute or two. I, for one, always thought Scott created Matt for Phoebe. Much love from Alberta. Joey. Uh, yeah, no, I did this Skyfall sketch on Attack of the Show. It was funny. It was, uh, thank you. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was an idea I had when I saw that clip. You're like, I can be Yahoo, that guy. Yahoo but you posted, wanted to be that guy. I would have loved to have been either of those gentlemen. Uh, you could be the next Bond. Yeah. Right. What would you do if they came to you and like they want you want to be the next Oh, I would say no. Bond. I would Why? say no. I love the movie too much. Don't fuck up the franchise. Don't put me in it. That's what I would say. At all? Don't. No. I'll be Q. Sure. It'll be Q, but I'll you be the be gadget Bond. guy. I won't be James Bond. I'll be his lovable tubby totally American make, friend. I would totally make the James Bond with you as James Bond. <laughs> But yeah, no, there's a sketch if you... Uh, and there would be a whole scene where you can't... You don't know how to wipe your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like... And then I start losing my pubic hair. <laughs> I need American. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you go on to YouTube... Uh, actually, we'll put it on the Phoebe Tumblr. Phoebepod.tumblr.com. Yep. Put the Skyfall sketch on there. If you go, Or if you go to YouTube, just search uh, Matt Myra Skyfall. It was funny. I haven't seen the movie, so... The reference, yeah, you. I didn't. I hadn't seen the movie either when I made the sketch. Oh wow, yeah, you'd seen uh, the clip. I had just seen the clip, and that's what we did. Uh, and then we let's see. We have uh, we have one checking in for uh, Ray, Adam Reyna from uh, Dallas. You Dallas, guys can do Texas? a shadow, yeah. You guys can do a show in Dallas easy. Just contact booking at granadatheater.com. Uh, they have a ton of open dates on their calendar this time of year. It seats roughly a thousand, but for a comedy show, it's less because of seating. I'm not sure exactly how much. I did see Chris Hardwick do a show, uh, and Firm had a set as well. Also saw Woodstock, which was awesome. I know, I know all that stuff. I uh, literally live on the same block in Granada, so I have no excuse to miss the show. Okay, so what you're telling me, Adam, is that we can do a show in Dallas, and we will have at least one person in the audience. I don't think that's going to... Adam, I don't know if that'll do it. That's not enough. Even if you bring a friend... Start a Facebook page that says, Bring Phoebe to Dallas, and if you get 500 likes of people that are actually going to go to the show, we'll do it. So there you go. Uh, Speaking on my behalf. Yeah, yeah we'll do it. It's not going to happen. They'll never get 500 people to come see us. Uh this is from Bradley. Matt and Scott, I didn't realize finding porn mags in the woods was as common was a common thing until the most recent Phoebe. I found dirty magazines in the woods behind my elementary school, and again years later in the woods behind my middle school. Any idea who is stocking our nation's woods with pornography? Yeah, it's kids. Yeah. Uh, could it be a nationwide conspiracy involving thousands of like-minded individuals that want the youth of America to have access to boobies? Is it my responsibility to restock the woods for future generations? Uh, thanks, Bradley Turk. Bradley, uh, you don't have to do that anymore because of the internet. Yeah. But here's the deal. It was, there's that old saying that a, that a, that a, a wise man will plant a tree for future generations, even though he'll never get to enjoy its shade. Because, you know, he's doing it for the future. And that is a 
fucked up version of that quote, but that's the basic gist of that quote. The idea. Yeah. The idea, the idea is there. It's like, that if you, you don't have to anymore. You don't have to. But there was a time yeah. where you would leave your porno mags in the woods yep. for others to find. I don't think I ever replenished it, did you? I never replenished it. I don't know what no, we did No, I'll tell you them. what I did with it, though. We did We did leave it. We always left it. You don't take... I didn't take it. You yeah, I didn't take, take it. it. No, you le- I left it. I lived in the Northwest, though, so weather... Yeah, know, weather's a problem. It's going to replenish them every I, th- I think it's great that there's uh, just... That that's a common thing. If you've If that's happened to you, if you've found porn in the woods and you're a dude, email us, tell us about if it. If there is a wood stash... Yeah. Email us and tell us about it. I would really like to wood. hear. I would really like to hear about it. Uh, email us, guys. We'll do this again next week. Uh, email us foureyesandbeard at gmail dot com. F o u r e y e s a n d b e a r d at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll read your stuff on the air. And please let us know if that's a thing. That I mean, because I really am pretty sure it happens everywhere. At least in the 80s and 90s and 70s. That there I think was all porn of us growing woods. up, it was like... You there had, was porn in the woods. That's what you did on like yep. break, recess. Porn in the woods. Uh, in the meantime, Scott and I are off to the foundry. Have a good, happy Thanksgiving. Don't get trampled at Walmart. It's not worth it. No. Uh, don't even bother. It's, stay you know, home. The deals aren't that great. Uh, I'm going to yeah. stay home. There you go. That's it for Matt Myra. Scott Mosier. Take the shot, eh? (laughs) That feels really forced. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.